tomorrow we're going camping. Briss promised to take us forever ago and has finally said yes. It's going to be great. Briss says that she's going to show us a waterfall and some of the animals and plants that she's found. I'm going to add them all to the book. Maybe I'll even come up with some new recipes too. It'll be me and Corin and Vens, Belka, and Fenrir. I'm not sure how many tents we're taking, or even if we're taking tents. I hope Briss doesn't try and make us sleep outside again. I guess Strail will also come. Not that there's a choice there. I spoke to Corin, and we have a plan. We're going to talk to Vent. He seems to know a lot about remnants. He spent like a hundred years with the Sharrow. He'll know what to do. If he can't help us, we thought we'd talk to Vilta or Belka, maybe Iov, but they all seem much busier. Besides, I think Venz will like having something to do now that the Sharrow is dead. Oh, also my mom is back. I knew she hadn't really gone. She and my dad are knitted like me and Strail. But hopefully it's less confusing uh, with maybe no ice. She's so beautiful now. It's like she's made of gold. We sang the song that we used to sing together and it made me cry. And there was some dancing. I'm glad she's back. It's a little strange, but we had a big meal together tonight. I helped Tian make dumplings. They were always mom's favorite. It's going to be sad to leave now that everyone's here. But Briss finally said yes to camping, even though her favorite word is no. Besides, she says we'll be back with a caravan in just a few days. I'll keep writing in here about what we see and do. I can't wait. Welcome to these Flimsy Rituals, an actual play podcast focused on telling small stories in big worlds. Today, I am going to be joined by Elizabeth Simones. Hi, I'm Elizabeth. You can follow me on Twitter at Games. And I'm your host, Adam Dixon. You can follow me on Twitter at AdTDixon, and you can follow the show on Twitter at Flimsy Rituals. It's just me and Ziz today. Um, we're going to be recording one-on-one episodes, picking up from where we left off, which is all of the characters entering like this hub of chains uh, that Seastra left. And we're going to be focusing on each character and where they kind of chose to go and where they end up, and I guess where they're going next, what decisions they make. So I thought we could start by going over a little bit about the character and sort of where they are at the minute, both. I guess like it's interesting both as a character and you as a player, like where is Charla right now? Where are you with Charla right now? Charla's had a really, really long day. An unimaginably long day. Starting with Aloma, the worst person in the entire world, and then her friend becoming a cocoon, and then summoning an ice bear, and then having the entire village be afraid of her, and then being put under house arrest, basically, and then deciding to leave everything to go and find out more about Strail and what to do about being knitted to a remnant, but being thwarted by the people who she thought was helping her. And then getting to this library and finding even more unhelpful people who are trying to stop her. And then finally getting to the bottom of the well. And then having Strail show her how her entire village died with a choice to bring them all back. 
and then having the one thing that seemed like it might be able to help them, the library, get turned into a mystic amulet that is impossible to read. It's just a very long, frustrating day, and everyone is too much. She just needs to be able to process everything. I mean, that, that's uh, very fair. It's one of those times where you need to go into a dark room with your, like, your thoughts and yourself, and everyone else just needs to shut up. There's been a lot of people pretending to be helpful, and Charla's kind of done with it. At least from Charla's perspective, I guess. Well, yes. I mean, from their perspective, they're trying to protect Charla. But even, like, this goes back for, like, a few days now, even trying to talk to Vens about Strail, and Vens going, well, I don't know. And Charla going, well, but this is, it's your job to know these things, I think. Like, so Charla is still very much a child and can't accept people being like, I don't know, but let's figure it out. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I guess being clear about the two situations, one is, like, by being alone, you're not just being like, I'm alone for a few minutes, right? Like, you're going to be alone in the middle of a territory that you don't know. Yep. It's interesting to contrast here between, like, you and Vens, because, like, Vens very obviously went, okay, I want to be alone, I want to have, like, a moment to think about things and, like, look at this book, and chose a location that he knew close to the caravan and that he was familiar with, was the thing I got from Charla was just, just want to be alone, take me somewhere. Yeah, not a rational decision at all, just a, basically, like, a child running, running away from home. Where you pack, I don't know, a banana and a pencil and a calculator and nothing else. And you just need to be out of there. It, it feels like that. Yeah. No, that makes sense. And I think it's a very strong feeling. And maybe a feeling that Charlo will come to regret, but let's see. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, generally, in the times in my life where I have felt that and then someone's generally gone... What if we, like, pack you a real bag and then you can go, like, running away from home and it diffuses? It's just, it's such an intense need to be out of there. And, like, there's no one really here to diffuse stuff? No. There's just some kind of chain remnant and strail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's let's talk about strail in a minute. Like, I imagine strail is absolutely focused on this need of yours to get away because for Strail that is kind of a thing it wants as well Mm. like it has had a chance in the caravan to kind of like regroup and work out what's going on but like it still has its like desires which we touched on of like finding this other half of itself and I think right now it's almost like Probably not noticing your indecision, but just kind of like egging Charla on and being like, okay, okay, this is it. This is our chance to go. Look, there is a group here. There is family. The people you brought back. If only knows that you use the term ice bear. So it's probably like the ice bear. Like, <laughs> and it's showing you these images of these people sort of gathered at the edge of Senya where it meets somewhere else. And then there's the other option, which is Castrail is definitely going there. Like, you could just pull away and pull on a chain and end up anywhere else on your own. Now, as me, a player, 
like I'm still really interested by the Chalice Trail thing, which is I've been considering this since the last session of what do I want to do, but I'm just I'm personally I'm, I still want to see where that story goes. The other way doesn't necessarily end that story, but it would radically change it, I guess. Yeah. Because like finding time for Chala to pursue Strail within everything else is going to be really interesting. And it could be that it's a story that happens much later down the line. Because if you follow now, like obviously Strail is going to be the, at the centre of what you're doing. It's a very difficult decision, Adam. It is. But I'm interested in like whichever direction it takes. I don't feel you have to choose one or the other. So... Right now, Strail's kind of communication with Chala is kind of enabling. Is that how it would feel, or would it feel like everyone else like this? Is, we'll totally do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll totally go to the um, the town and go to the library. That's entirely what we're doing. I think Strail's communication with Chala is both more and less honest in that. Um, I think there's a lot of truth in what Strail is saying in that this is a chance for you to get away and Strail is being completely honest about that. This will give you time to be alone. It'll give you time to think. It'll give you time to like run away and, you know, show all of those adults who think they know what's best for you. It'll give them something to worry about. But I think also there is also Strail in that and Strail is definitely getting what it wants from this. And it might not be completely honest about that with Charla, but I think it it's like, okay, if I can get Charla to leave and if I can get all of us together and convince Charla to go further, like we can set off again and we're kind of unencumbered. I think Charla's totally I initially Im- imagined that Charla was gonna be really angry with Strail. And Charla still is. Hmm. But this does feel like the, okay, you're serious about this, but that's fine. Let's pack your bags. Let's go. Yeah, I think it is totally a little bit of that. And I think Charla's going to take it. Okay. So I think we get an image of you being trapped in this kind of like semi-eternal glitch and stutter between these two possible chains that you could take. Probably like quite nicely mirrors when you try to grab the chain climbing down the well that Belka kind of like messed up. It's probably like a similar situation from that. But then suddenly it stops. You grab one of them firmly and it pulls you forward. In the next instant, we see Charla arriving. So yeah, I think you arrive in the same clearing that you saw the people in before. And you see the people there that you saw, that you see, you see the ice bear, the two that you brought back that also survived the caves, Savell and Venrin. And you kind of arrive. I I don't have an image in my head for what, like, coming out of the network of chains looks like. I guess it depends on, like, how these chains are anchored. But maybe for this one, the chain is printed on a gravestone. So it's like a gravestone with um, just, like, an abstract pattern in like a circle at the top and you're sort of grasping onto a chains in like Seastra's domain one second and then you're 
grasping onto a great stone and you look around you and this is where you are. I think Savelle and Venran, like seeing you there, walk towards you and and pull you close and, and hug you. And just as a reminder about who all of these characters are, uh, Savelle is sort of like an old man. Um, I think he has like a long, wispy beard, and he's kind of quite thin and reedy. He is the man that you met when you first went out into a storm, who you convinced to set his cart on fire. And Venran is his granddaughter. I think she's maybe around 10, so a little bit younger than you, um... Like her grandfather, I think she's quite tall for her age, and she has like quite long hair and like quite like an arched nose, like quite prominent. She's one of these people that's always like daydreaming. But yeah, like seeing you like come out of this place, they they kind of rush over to hug you. Do you let them? Yeah, I let them. So I think Venman probably like just gathers you in a big hug, whereas I think Savelle because like he's probably like taller than you and a little bit older, he kind of like places a hand on like the side of your head and looks at you and goes, "Charla, are you are you all right?" No, everything is absolutely terrible. Do you want want to talk about it? In a little bit. I I think I should eat something. Um, Savelle like nods. And I think there's, like, a moment where Savelle and Venran look at each other. And, like, Savelle maybe is rumbling through his pockets a little bit. And Venran just shakes her head. And Venran looks at you and goes, we we don't have anything with us. I think they both, like, just look around trying to see whether there's anything nearby that they could... (laughs) That could be food. We are the best prepared adventuring group ever. I think at the same time, um, probably like laid down under a tree is is the ice bear. It's kind of just resting at the minute. And it's, I think it's like the first time you've probably seen it sort of just still. Like, I think whenever we've seen it on screen, it has been like moving. And I think it still has some of that same like ferocity it's still a thing that when it moves, it's made of knives, but like laid still, it almost looks like a big animal. I think it looks like it's got like long shaggy fur made out of ice itself. And I think it's like ice at its tips, but like as it mats into a coat, it's almost like slush. And I think it has like a big broad head. You can't even work out where its legs are. And maybe like its head looks a bit like a boar. Best creature ever. And like, as you're talking, it kind of makes like a snuffling noise. <gasps> it snuffles. For clarification, that it's me as the player. Not. <laughs> I'm just really excited about the ice bear. I mean, um, the snuffles are probably quite loud, and probably like the snuffles of nightmares. But you know, it it it, it snuffles. It's fine. It can be horrendous and terrifying and adorable at the same time. Um, so what is Charla doing right now? Like, I feel like the snuffle breaks through the conversation as they're trying to, like, work out if they've got any food or whether any trees could be, you know, whether there are any fruits around or berries or anything. 
I had not thought this far. Neither had Chala. Because now we're here. There isn't any food. We've got an... <laughs> some, some kind of very elderly man and a child and a bear made of ice and knives. Strail and Chala. Yeah, that's the situation. Do I have a weasel? Is Prickle still here? Yeah, I think Prickle's still here. Good. We've got a weasel. We're good. The weasel will help, I'm sure. Luckily, we have a handy-dandy cookbook full of inf good information. And a slingshot. You do, yes. Do you go over to the ice bear? Yeah. I think it would be good to go in and inspect the ice bear and maybe give it a name. What, what does this look like? How, how are you walking over there? So, we've got uh, Venrin and Savelle kind of nervously moving around. I think Chala's just going to kind of slowly, definitely in awe, but in awe as in like, this is a wondrous, terrifying creature that is somewhat mine? Somewhat, yeah. And just kind of go, like, crouch down near its head and look at it. Okay. Um, I think it sort of... It doesn't, like, lift its head. It, do you know, like, when an animal is just kind of laid down and it doesn't want to move? It just sort of, like, tilts its head slightly and, like, locks eyes of you. And I think its eyes are like the swirling snow and ice of a blizzard. They seem to be like Amazing. constantly moving. So cool! As it kind of like looks at you, it kind of does like this. I imagine for you it's quite a big shuffle forward, but for it it's probably like quite a small gesture. But like with its like powerfully knotted shoulders, it just kind of like goes back a little bit and then almost like shoves its head forward, like dragging through the wet mud as if it wants to get a little bit closer to you. Is this like when my German shepherd kind of like squiggles forward to go belly rubs? Yeah, it's that, right? Like, But it's so tired and so lazy that it's like, it moves about an inch? Yeah, yeah, absolutely that. It's like, pet me, but I don't want to move. Uh, I think Chala is going to tentatively try and pet a bear of ice and knives and see if it destroys her hand, like very tentatively, and ask if it has a name. Yes, I think you like reach out a hand and what what do you think it feels like? I I imagine it feels somewhere between like a powder, like a powder snow, which is quite like soft and fluffy. Mm. And when you're mashing up a snowball that's just hard ice with rocks. Kind of like petting a porcupine. Yeah. Where they have like the, there's like some downiness there, but there's also like really tough quills and, but maybe they're kind of sandpapery as well. And there's probably like a detail that I hadn't thought of. It's like, do you know like when you pack snow or like mm -hmm. snow moves, you kind of get that like amazing crunchy noise yeah i think yeah. when like this creature moves or when you pet it you get that oh good love it the other thing you get is like as you pet it in one spot i think because it's made of ice it gets smoother so like it's rough initially but then like it kind of like starts to glisten and get smooth as you pet it some more 
That's amazing! And, yeah, as you ask for a name, um, like, I feel like Strail answers you and says the word Gisela. So G-I-C-E-L-A. What a pretty name. Best ice bear. And I feel like after a couple of minutes of petting, like, Gisela starts to, like, rise slowly. Good, good. How big is the ice bear? (laughs) Um... My description says, like, roughly the shape and size of a bear. So I think roughly the shape and size of a bear. Yeah, like a big bear. Like, it's not like a, it's not a black bear. Like, like polar bear, grizzly bear, sun bear. Um, like a grizzly, I think I've got in my head. Nine feet tall and it's standing up. Yeah, so towers like twice the size of Charla. Good. That's good. If it had all fours, it's kind of like raising itself to all fours, but it just... It still has, like, this kind of, like, indefinite lower body. Yeah. It's somehow big and ponderous when it moves slowly like this. But, like, watching it, it's kind of... You can't really see how it moves under, like, its mat of fur and ice. Adam? Yeah? Is this, like, a bear version of an old English sheepdog, the mop dogs? Maybe a little bit, yeah. Where you just can't really see where anything happens because it's just a mass of fur that kind of moves about? I think so, yeah. Awesome. I think it's because it's both like a mass of fur, and but also because it's an envoy and is just a little bit weird. The way it moves doesn't quite make sense. I imagine it's like... So when it moves slowly, it is kind of like that bear, boom, 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 kind of movement. But it can also move as fast as a blizzard. So normal legs don't work. Yeah, exactly. And it can disappear, apparently. (laughs) So that's good. So what is Charla doing? I think now that she's introduced herself to the entire group, she might kind of take charge because now now we're going like we've moved from a moment of lots of emotions to okay I'm doing this and I can do this I don't need Briss's training on how to survive in a wilderness I, I can do this myself and kind of start to go get like get everything ready and then probably we'll talk to Strail about, okay, so what actually are we doing? Yeah. Um, just two details I remember. I feel like Strail is extremely, like, excited about this. And it's almost, like, Blizzard-like in the way that it feels right now. And I think the other detail, which might be important, is I feel like at some point you, you like, glance at your wrist where the thread that, like... Belka tied around. I feel like it's still there. It's somewhere between like fabric and chain at the minute, or at least like it's patterned like chain. And it's kind of tied loosely there, and you can see like a long, thin piece of like string kind of going off somewhere to into like the undergrowth. And I think like you realize as you move, it never seems to like hinder you in any way. Interesting. Well, I think because Charla's actually quite excited. Finally, yeah. it's she gets to do what she wants to do. And Strail's super excited, so that's not helping anything. 
But Chala's going to pull out the book and kind of show Venrin and Savelle what they need to look for. Chala's been making notes over the last couple of days, especially over the camping trip. Um, and before that, of what's in this area, I can kind of go here. Look for these plants. They have roots that are good to eat. Look for these kinds of foraging, basically. Yeah. I think you remember some bits from, like, your very brief apprenticeship with Tiller. Like, your one evening of, like, helping Tiller forage and harvest stuff from their land. And yeah, yeah you see some of the bishop's trees, like the long weeping willow-like trees, and you, you get some of the fruit from there. There are probably some other plants that, like, Tiller showed you, and you set them about, like, looking for stuff. I think the bishop tree, you kind of know, can be dried, so you probably get, like, quite a lot of that. Um, and I think at the same time, um, Gisela is kind of... Wondering about like snuffling in like the roots and the dirt, and like occasionally we'll start like digging places up. And when when you go over, you find that they found like a tuber, or like you know something buried underground that you can eat. Such a good bear. <laughs> and then I wonder. Yep. Looking, kind of looking down at the chain and the string. If there's any kind of way to ask Senya or Memento Mori or one of the people, or ask Strail if Strail knows, to leave a some kind of echo or message or something. Basically along the lines of, I'm going away, don't come looking for me, bye. Also, I love you. Um, I'm trying to think about how you would do that. I was wondering about, like, offering tribute to the remnant here, or something like that. Yeah, um, I think that makes sense. Uh, so I'm just trying to keep a picture of, like, where, just between episodes, like, all of the different envoys and things will be. Yeah. Probably Sistra is almost, like, buzzing around Senya at the minute. And there are reasons for this that we'll see in the other episodes, like dealing with shit <laughs> good and i feel like yeah if you wanted to you could try and offer tribute to sistra like the envoy of the chains yeah i don't think this is going to be a role but i i'm just curious about how you do it um these orbs that i have i think i'm gonna probably try that using one of those they seem like they are quite valuable I mean, very valuable, if the merchant in her eulogy is to be believed. And this seems like an important, an important message. Yeah. Um, so, maybe offering that? Going up to one of the... It seems like the chains are important for talking to Sistra. So, maybe using the chain that I have on my wrist and the chain on that gravestone that brought me here. To try and connect? I don't know if that will work. I feel like one of the things you notice is maybe, like, the chain goes into the gravestone or seems to, like, wrap around it. I think being, like, totally upfront, like, maybe this is something that Strail communicates or understands better than, like, Charla would. The chain that is on your wrist isn't necessarily a connection to Senya, but a connection to the other people. 
uh, that you kind of tied yourselves to. But you can definitely use the chain that is on the gravestone to communicate. Okay. Um, then I will I will go to the chain on the gravestone and try and communicate that I would like a message to be given to the people who are connected to me by this chain. And I am willing to offer tribute. Okay. And what is the message you'd like? Again, I hadn't thought that far ahead. Was it the one you said earlier of like, I'm leaving, pretty, don't follow me? Pretty much. I think it would be, it'll be a little bit longer because there's going to be that I'm leaving, don't follow me, and like maybe an apology to her parents and Corin. And what is that apology? I think Chala feels bad that she's just leaving, but clearly staying, staying doesn't feel like an option right now. So, like, she's going to miss them a lot. But, like, she needs to go, and it's better for everyone else that she's gone. Okay. I feel like this is, you know, because you're a teenager, and teenagers are prone to making promises. What is the promise that you put in your message? I think I promise I'll come back once I've figured everything out. So... I did say that I wasn't going to make you roll, but I feel like actually if thinking it through, it'd be nice to. Okay. So the offer tribute move is when you offer worthy tribute in exchange for a promise, boon, or something of value, roll. On 10 plus, uh, your tribute is accepted and you get what you asked for. On a 79, it comes with additional demands, a compromise, or the conditions are changed. So how is Charla feeling in this moment? I think kind of nervous, excited, sad. So I think it's probably more on the scared side because, like, will I never see them again? I like, are they going to hate me for this? Um, but also excited that she gets to do what she wants to do. Sure. What, what is your stat for that? Uh, plus two. That's a terrible roll. That's a five. Oh, no. With the plus two. Okay. Um, well, in that case, what does this look like as you're putting the orb down? Are you just placing it in front of the gravestone? Yeah. Maybe like putting it on the chain? Yeah, I, I imagine it's hard to balance, but after some amount of time, you probably managed to get it, like, balanced there. And I think you say your words. I think you get the feeling that, like, the message is going to be communicated and things, but as you kind of, like, back away, hoping that the tribute you've offered is accepted, another figure enters the clearing that you're in. Is carrying no weapons? Or is carrying weapons but has none drawn, but looks like they could be ready to fight. And the figure is Callan, who kind of followed you through the chains. And he says, Charla, what's happening? What are you doing here? What? How? How? I'm leaving. Isn't that what everyone wanted? Callan looks at you. No one wants that. 
That's not true. I think um, from the other side of the clearing, uh, the ice bear, Gisela, sort of starts to grumble as it turns to face like the newcomer. Gisela, it's fine. There's a move to be made here, which is around the ice bear, right? So are you telling it to stay back? Yeah, I, I don't really want to kill Callan. That's extremely fair. Um, so when you try to convince an NPC to do something you want, roll. On a hit, they do it. On a 10 plus, pick one. On a 79, pick two. I think I am feeling very angry right now. How dare. <sighs> my, my plan was going very well. I was leaving. <sighs> you are not rolling well. So that is a six. No. <laughs> do I have a bond with Callan or, or or the ice bear? I don't know. Do you? I've got a bond with Strail. Is Strail ba- and a bond with Callan actually? I don't know if Strail and the ice bear are the same for bonds. Probably not. Okay. I think let's play out like this action, and then we can see where we go from there. Okay. So I think the ice bear charges. I think Callan has just like come round this like great pine tree and the ice bear charges and I think it's like a false charge. Like the ice bear isn't attacking but wants to hold Callan at bay. And Callan is kind of backed up against against like the tree with like Gisela like growling and snarling. Good. My adventure like this is this is going so well. I feel like Callan hasn't even like drawn a weapon here. He knows that, like, to do so is probably just a very bad idea. As he's kind of, like, trapped there, he, like, looks at you with, like, pleading eyes. Uh, what do you do? I really want to get Gazella to stand down and Callan to just leave. Um, how are you going to do that? Callan, it's not... It is not safe for you to be here right now. And I... Just go. And while, like, just trying to convince Callan to leave, while also, like, going and, like, petting Gazella on the head. Trying to, like, distract. And do all those things, like, when you have a large creature, um, where you try and show, like, like, Callan's not a threat. I'm very angry at Callan, but Callan is not a threat right now. This, this is why I'm leaving. This is why I am going away. This is why the village is afraid. And this is just, why are you trying to stop me? I need to get this fixed. I'm not. Then why are you here? You, you, you don't. I think like he starts to say you don't know, but then like stops himself. And then looks at you again. It's like, maybe you know what that thing is capable of. And you can like see that Callan is like talking through experience, like first-hand experience. Whether you leave or go, I don't care. I am here to help you. You can send me away, but I will follow you wherever this thing takes you. Why? I will not let it take you like it took the others. And there's like a look of like defiance in his eyes, and I think he is like crying as well. Adults are so weird. 
I know what happened. I've seen the village be wiped away. I've also seen Strail bring people back. That's why we have, that's why Savelle and Venrin are here with us. I have seen a lot of, of Strail, but I'm here to help Strail and make it better. I don't need another person who says they're here to help, but is actually making everything harder. That's why I've left everyone. I think he, like, stops and, like, is thinking for a moment, like, obviously torn. And then looks at you and says, then let me help. How do I know you're not lying? That's what everyone else has said. Callan shrugs. You don't, I guess. From a play perspective, uh, you could read a person here? Yes, I could do that. If you, You've got that move now, right? Yeah, I do. So when you attempt to read a person and their reactions roll, on a 10 plus hold 3, on a 7 to 9 hold 1, spend hold 1 for 1 to ask questions. Cool. Um, what do bonds do? Can I use a bond? Yeah, so you can use a bond to demand action from someone. Um, if they do it, uh, erase a bond of them for each thing asked. Okay, I'll save that then. That sounds like it will be useful. <laughs> yeah, you can also help and hinder with them if they're a player. If you used a bond to get Callan to follow you, yeah, he'd do that. If you used a bond or tried to use a bond to get him to go away, I don't think he would. I think he'd refuse it. Um, then I will, I will read a person. Okay. Um, I'm still angry, and this will get me spiked and angry, but I'm also one away from spiking in both joyful and scared, so. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> so many emotions. That's better. That's a 12. Um, suspend one, hold one-to-one to ask, are they telling the truth? What are they feeling right now? What are their intentions? What do they want from me? What tributes could I offer to get them to blank? And you've got freehold, so you can ask up to three questions. Are they telling the truth? About what? That they're here to help. That's Chala's main concern, after like Iov and Shu were actually there to distract. How much time have you spent around Callum? Not a lot. Like before this? Oh, oh. Um... Remind me, so Callan is one of the scouts? Yeah, he's one of the scouts. He's kind of younger. Um, is Callan the one that found me when I was in the well, or was that Shu? Uh, that was Shu. Okay. Um, but Callan and Shu spend a lot of time together. Callan, like, he's probably, like, the generation above you. Like, he's, like, maybe 22, 23. He's quite, like, especially since he came back from his encounter with Strail, like, he's very quiet. But before that, he probably wasn't. I mean, like, before that, he and Shu, and probably Varesk as well, were probably, like, the boys of Ninut. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they, they probably kept, like, spent a lot of time together. They were probably, like, quite loud and boisterous. Uh, probably quite fun to be around. So, because I can see Chala um, kind of, like, trying to go out on expeditions with them. Yeah. When things were calmer. And especially in the, f- like, when... 
Shu found Chala, that seemed very familiar. Yeah. Like, again, Chala's in trouble, of course. So I think it'd be quite fun to have in the past when Kala and Shu and maybe Varask were out not too far from the village, but kind of like doing little like foragey scout type things. And then Chala would jump down from a tree or something like that, or like be trying to hide nearby and like sneak off with them. Yeah, definitely. Just so I get a picture of like Kalan then, we already established that Shu is like, would be quite receptive to that, I think. Like he is probably quite like open and welcome. Was like Kalan? I think maybe a little bit less. Okay. Like still, I guess based on what I know of Kalan now, Shu would be like, oh, Chala, what are you doing here? And Kalan would be the ones like, actually, this is kind of dangerous. Sure. Maybe don't. Or, like, just didn't want to spend time with, like, people who were so much younger as well. Possibly. But, yeah, I guess a seven-year-old should definitely not be joining us when we're out, like, doing, I don't know, scout tasks. Yeah, I kind of, like, even before this happened, like, Callan is kind of, like, either, like, the cool one or wants to be cool. And he's like, oh, I don't want to have to spend my time around this. I just want to spend my time around, like, the people I want to spend my time around. Mm-hmm. So probably the one that all of the children were like, oh, it's Callan. <laughs> but yeah, um, so are they telling the truth? I think you like saw Callan really thinking about like what role he wanted to play here. Like he paused for that for a couple of seconds to work out whether he wanted to offer help. And I think just from that and just knowing like you know, he he sort of keeps his word a lot. I think that is one of the things about Callan, and I think he is serious. Like, he, he will help. There are limits to that help. And, you know, if it came down to, like, you, Australia, or the village, Australia, then he would side with you. Um, but yes, like, he wants to help deal with Strail. That sounds like it might be useful to have someone who is more on my side than Strail's side. Yeah. Would you like to ask another question now? Uh, what do they want from me? I think he already said that he doesn't want you to like necessarily come back. Not because he doesn't think you should come back, but I don't think that is his concern. Like He has made the same decision that you did, that this thing is bigger than the caravan. He wants you to see things his way, that Strail is a danger. But for now, he'll just accept being able to like be with or follow you. He wants you to accept his help. And I don't know if this is allowed in the questions. Okay. But since I'm knitted to Strail, what does what does Callan want from Strail? Callan wants Strail to be far away from everything he knows and cares about, and that includes Chala. Right. Chala will accept Callan's help. I think uh, Callan just sort of like offers a short nod and looks at like what um, Savelle and Venrin were doing and is like, were you looking for food? I I can help with that. And then like looks at you and goes, so where next? I guess we should figure that out. I need to talk to Strail. Callan raises an eyebrow, but doesn't say anything. 
Where are we going next? Do you, do you ask that like, is that how you ask it? No, I think um, while everyone else is, is kind of busy, Chala will go back over to Gazella and pet Gazella and kind of try and like get Strail's attention for a moment. Um, Strail sort of like shifts and settles a little bit and you can tell that you have its attention. So, I guess we're doing this. We're almost ready to go, but do you know where the other half of you is? You feel, um, like a movement from beneath your coat, and you see, like, the ice weasel has kind of, like, reappeared from, like, within there. Yes! And kind of, like, hops to the floor in front of you. I think, like, while this is happening, like, the strail inside you is, like, probably communicating at the same time. Mm Mm-hmm. So I feel like you get a sense that strail doesn't necessarily know, but feels itself drawn sort of northwest. Okay. I guess that's better than nothing. Will you know when you get closer? Is it like these chains? I think the thing you get from Strail is that it was like once like these chains. That once Strail would have known when it got close to the other part of it. I mean, you get the sense of like it communicating like the physical part of it. But I think now, no, like it was cut off. Do you know why you got cut off? What happened? I think the only word it can communicate to you, and like you literally just get this word, is just cleave. And you get that wrapped up in that is like something ancient, something before Charla's conception of history, something that is kind of beyond human understanding. You get like a sense of like that this isn't a thing that happened solely to Strail, like this is the thing that happened to all remnants. When their entire whole selves of both physical form and spiritual form were cut into two. Is this something that's known? Um it's something that like different religions will have different versions of, and I imagine is the basis of like lots of folk stories. Like my sense on it is I don't know whether it is a thing that humans were around to experience, or whether it was something where it's like, there are these remnants and some of them are spirits and some of them are physical. We are both of those. Maybe they were meant to belong together. And then like myth and legend has kind of formed up around that. Mm. Being told it quite directly by a remnant is something different, right? Yeah. I've never heard of a remnant going back together. Or however that would work, but I guess we can try. I think from, like, Strail, you just get, like, almost like a massive wave of resignation. This is what Strail has been trying for millennia. It can't change that, because that's what it does. And it's glad that someone else is helping it. But it's also, like, an endless cycle that is locked in. Well, I guess we should get going. I think Chala will see how the preparations are going. Um, Write something in her cookbook 
which is becoming more and more like kind of like a journal. Um, and get ready to set off. Cool. And I think we get that final shot of the group of you. Probably Callan at the front scouting ahead. Savelle and Venran probably walking together. Probably alongside Charla. Is Charla on Gisela? Or... If that is an option, absolutely yes. Yeah, I think that's an option. Yes! I think, like, it's a nice image. So yeah, like, Charla on Gisela. We see Savelle lift Venran to also be on. And Venran just kind of walks alongside. We see you all walking through the woods and the graves of Senya, slowly into a new territory, with these larger, thicker trees and the constant drizzle, an undergrowth made up of ferns, and we see the crooked oaks and the bisher trees of Senya slowly run thin, and we see the graves run out, and we see the ivy kind of tail off as you enter the new region, as you enter Irrevance.